Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Great to have you with us again. Thanks very much, Matt. Lovely to be here. So as China embarks on a, a week-long holiday, attention is going to be drawn elsewhere from a macro perspective. Looking into the week ahead, what have you got your eye on? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I think, you know, uh, there are a few things that we're going to be looking at very closely this week. You know, in this week's blog, we discussed the increased focus on central bank or, or monetary policy divergence, if you will, and where, you know, inflation and growth dynamics have added pressure on policymakers uh, to communicate the expected rate paths. Now, the ECB forum on central banking from Sintra this weekend brought this into stark focus with the, the heads of the Fed, the ECB, Bank of England, and the Bank of Japan in Powell, Lagarde, Bailey, and Kuroda, but all around one metaphorical table, uh, and really kind of laid bare the, the, the sharp divergence over coming years that we're going to see from, from global monetary policy. You know, in short, the Fed dots uh, show a median rate of 1.75% by the end of 2024 broadly where U.S. rates were pre-crisis, but we expect ECB rates to be unchanged by that period. You know, and if we add the fact that U.S. growth is currently above pre-crisis level, you know, inflation is above target and all but reached our um, uh, substantial further progress, then U.S. policy normalization does make sense. Uh, you know, in Europe, Lagarde stated at Sintra that the eurozone growth rate will reach pre-crisis level by the end of the year. But pre-crisis rates in the eurozone were where they currently are, minus a half a percent. So the US, on this comparison, has you know significantly looser monetary policy relative to pre-crisis levels, and therefore we think this uh, significant monetary divergence seems likely, and I think it is consequential in financial markets. This week, that theme is going to be further highlighted because we have uh, Australia and New Zealand monetary policy meetings now. Uh, the RBA. Their base rate is on hold until 2024 under their yield curve control target. And the QE taper has been fixed until February in light of the resurgent COVID cases. The RBNZ, however, are expected to hike 25 basis points on Wednesday uh, and a further four hikes of 25 basis points uh, over the next year or so. So a clear divergence there. And I think that's going to draw attention to divergences elsewhere. Secondly, Politics and geopolitics will remain an acute focus for markets next week. You know, in the US, the stopgap funding bill has passed this week, and that means that government shutdowns are at least temporarily uh, averted. But the debt ceiling remains a factor that must be uh, resolved by 18th of October under Yellen's calculations. Now, further factional disputes from within the Democratic Party continue to gridlock the Biden economic agenda. That's also a factor that markets will pay attention to and how that gets resolved. Uh, that's very important to the absolute number uh, as far as stimulus is concerned and the likelihood of getting there anytime soon. In the UK, amid um, continued energy price worries and fuel distribution problems, uh, Sunday sees the start of the Conservative Party conference from Manchester, and no doubt Boris Johnson will outline a clear plan out of all the concerns. Now, we also expect an intensification uh, of the talks over the Northern Ireland Protocol amid heightened tensions with France over fishing rights that threaten escalation. And that's not to mention the rest of the very complex global geopolitical backdrop. 
And finally, everyone's favourite data point is back at the end of the week. Friday sees the US employment report for September. Now, the September FOMC gave a clear, as clear a message as possible on that Fed tapering is coming in November, contingent on substantial further progress towards its maximum employment goal that for power is all but met. Now, I think that means that the bar is very low, but markets will still keenly await confirmation. Market expectation for the payroll gains are around the half a million mark and a 5.1% unemployment rate. Now, that would be comfortably sufficient, we think, but we still want to uh, wait and see. The markets will be very keen to focus on the numbers as they come out, and that's at 1.30 on Friday. Thank you, Neil. A very collection of points to be looking out for in the next week. Also interesting to note, of course, the, the uh, Conservative Party conference happening in Manchester next week. I note that London Cocktail Week starts next week, but actually lasts a month. Obviously, I, I wouldn't want to imply anything there. But looking at the weekend, what else have you got your eye on outside of markets? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. You know, I think there are a couple of highlights this week after some of the disappointments of last weekend, what with Europe's Ryder Cup performance and Anthony Joshua's loss uh, in the heavyweight championships. Now, I think, you know, Liverpool versus Manchester City is a big focus. Uh, South Africa versus New Zealand in the rugby also another focus. But ultimately, this week is probably about going out and being a spectator outdoors. Uh, so the London Marathon takes place this weekend. That promises to be a fascinating uh, spectacle, as it always is, and the weather looks like it's going to hold up quite well for it. And then clearly the new James Bond film is going to be a big attraction. As you say, London Cocktail Week, Japan Week and Oktoberfest mean there's plenty of uh, food and drink to accompany all those. Thank you, Neil. That is quite the list of potential activities. And I think the key there would be trying to come out of it uh, shaken but not stirred. Well, thank you once again, Neil, for joining us and outlining your thoughts. And we look forward very much to catching up with you again next week. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for joining us for the long and short of the week ahead. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.